Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. College football, full circle. On the right, fake to Armstrong, run, hook, five. Right here on the Sports Grid Radio Network, Sirius Channel 159, Joe Lisi and Scott Wetzel in for Mike Carver. Mike did have an emergency there. We know that everyone's well in the Carver household, but did uh, have to step out. We got the emergency quarterback, the fifth stringer, Scott Wetzel from Topeka High stepping in here. <laughs> breaking Ian down Buck the Jr. action. <laughs> breaking down the action. He's a 5'8", buck 65, no touchdowns, seven INTs on the year. Scott Wetzel. Gonna, <laughs> he's going to run the triple option. Uh, today and get us through the action. We got three great games on tap. Scott, we saw some great action yesterday. I got to break it down. I need to be abused. All the listeners want Lisi abused, and I deserve it. My five-star diamond lock of the year was Louisville and Malik Cunningham, and, you know, everything was right there for the taking. They were minus one and a half for much of the year uh, in terms of the month when this line came out. A lot of sharp money came in on Air Force. They stepped up. Led 28 to 14, had to hang on for the 31 to 28 victory over the Louisville Cardinals. Uh, Daniels, the Air Force quarterback, had a huge day 252 through the air, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Brendan Lewis, I mean, the only wide receiver in, in terms of the triple option uh, scheme and formation, they couldn't cover him yesterday. Five receptions, a buck 72, two touchdowns. That was one of the upset performances yesterday. We saw Houston step up. They were an underdog, knocked off Auburn. And then we saw Minnesota take care of business against a pathetic West Virginia team in Neil Brown, 18-6 to in the night, night game. But great action across the board in college football yesterday. Yeah, that was amazing. Listen, that wide receiver is pretty darn good. I, you know, I don't know if he's going to get drafted or anything, but he, he made that secondary Louisville look like a bunch of schmucks. I mean, I mean <laughs> that one movie where he juked left and then deked the guy out, then he juked right and deked the other guy out and scored the touchdown. I mean, uh, I'm not surprised Air Force won, Joe. I, I'm shocked, though, that they threw the football for yes. 252 yards, by far the most all season. The fact that they threw the football at all, I mean, they've gone games throwing it just one or two times, but nine out of 10 for the kid uh, for, for 252 right. yards. I mean, holy crow. If, if they would have thrown the ball like that a little bit more, maybe they would have run the table, for goodness sakes, versus losing against Army and in San Diego State. Uh, so that that was a good performance out of uh, out of Air Force, it was. But that uh, was. Last night, it was just last night with the. Uh, with Mississippi State as well, it was awful last night, and West Virginia. Two dog performances. Out of yes, I forgot about Miss State. I forgot yeah. about Miss State, and we'll get into all of it, Scott. But I did want to just bring up in the sense of that's what makes the 
uh, service academy is very difficult because they take these games seriously. And that, you know, we saw Army yeah. step up against Missouri. Granted, they didn't get the cover, but they got the outright victory. They came from behind in that matchup and kicked a last-second field goal. And that really is a testament. One of the, the nation's, you know, best rushing offenses with Daniels and the crew, they outgame plan Scott Satterfield's and, and Louisville. Scott Satterfield was undefeated in bowl games heading into that matchup. And they were out game plan from an offensive perspective. Louisville stacking the box and Air Force beat them over the top. And that's that's really when when you play these games, you have to you have to really see which teams are motivated. And that that goes right into the sentiment of what you just brought up with with Miss State and Texas Tech. All the all the the public opinion was on Mike Leach because he kept saying they owed him the pay from 2009. And if they had the opportunity to step up, he was going to just run up the score on Texas Tech. And Sonny Cumbie, the former quarterback, said, not so fast, my friend. We're going we're gonna to prepare. We're going to out-game plan you. We're going to take this game more seriously than you. And they made a statement last night. I mean, Will Rogers and that Mississippi State offense were hitting at all cylinders at the end of the year, even though they lost the Egg Bowl. That was a, a gutty performance by the Red Raiders defense last night. Yeah, I, that's the most surprising thing, right? If you told me Texas Tech won 34-30, I'd be like, okay, I get it. But holding State uh, to seven points, I, I mean, th that to me is just an example of a team just not wanting to be there for whatever reason. I don't know why. You know, you think they would. you think they'd want to rally around the head coach. Maybe they got sick and tired of hearing about it, like I'm sure they had all week leading up to the game. Uh, maybe Texas Tech also got sick of hearing about it and having these, those kids say that that's not even us, that that was 10 years ago, for goodness sakes. So... That was a good win. I mean, you know, Big 12's done very well. I think they're now 9-3 and three or 10-3 and three against the spread against uh, SEC bowl games, uh, SEC teams in, in bowl games. So they, they more than held their own, for sure. Yeah, now the SEC is 0-4 in terms of the bowl situation yeah. right now. We saw Auburn. They had the lead 13-10. And then Dana Holgerson, Clayton Toon stepped up, got a, a last-second touchdown with about two minutes left. They pulled that victory out 17-13. to We'll see how Georgia and Michigan fare. Scott and I will come back. We'll break down the games today and tomorrow. Get you prepared for this college football playoff games. Keep it where it is. Joe Lisi and Scott Wetzel right here on the grid coming right Right back with great action, great insight. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Circle with Joe Lisi and Mike Carver. Back on College Football Full Circle, Joe Lisi and Scott Wetzel getting you prepped and ready for, for action, not just today, but the rest of the week heading into the college football playoff. Carver's out right now. He will be back later today, and I'll be with Carver on the television side as well, doing coast-to-coast, -coast, filling in for Scotty Farrell. So we'll go through the, the picks for Friday as well, uh, Carver and I. So fear not. Mike's just dealing with a personal situation with the kiddos over there. Everything's well. We'll get 
it's uh, taken care of, and Scott will run the triple option uh, with hopefully some winners. Do better than I did yesterday. I did go two for two, Scott, but everybody wants to abuse me, and, and I'll let uh, you step in for Carver because I was supposed to be hit like a pinata today in terms of my five-star diamond lock. <laughs> I said it was turning turning sand into diamonds with the Louisville Cardinals, but how bad was that? But we see it, right? It, the motivation is a key factor in these ball games, right? In terms of, you could just see it yesterday. Minnesota wanted the game. Texas Tech wanted the game. Air Force wanted the game. It really is hard to gauge because you really do have to play on the psychological level, not just the X's and O's, because we really don't know which teams are motivated heading into these bowl matchups. Yeah, yeah. Listen, there no problems about uh, if you lost this five star. Don't worry about it. We got a ten star, and if we lose the ten star, we got a <laughs> right. fifteen a, star. Right. If, you, a, if you're in the silver package, you got to go to the gold package, and if you, if you lose gold, then you got to go to the premium package. Our premium guys went three and zero yesterday, so you know you got to, that's how that's how it works, right? That's how it works. Go up the ladder. Yeah, yeah, you're just yeah. tipping this. The five star is just the bottom of the lower tier <laughs> level. We got yeah. we got the fifteen star. Star triple lock special of the year coming up. Oh man, there are there are some line movements, and, and we're, Scott and I are trying to navigate through because when you see Clemson as a two and a half point favorite on FanDuel, all of a sudden go from minus two and a half to all of a sudden minus one. You, you scratch your head with about four hours left to kick. You say, okay, what's up, right? What am I missing all of a sudden? Because is it just short money or is there another situation that we don't know about in terms of the Cheez-It Bowl uh, kicking off in, in just a few hours? Like I said, Clemson was a two-and-a-half-point favorite. We know that they dealt with some COVID issues, starting wide receivers out, but that was out a day ago. And we know that Brees Hall is not playing in this matchup for Iowa State, so it's sure to evens itself out, right? No Tony yeah. Elliott, no Brett Venables. Maybe that's a factor, but I'm still leaning to Iowa State here. Basically a pick em right now on FanDuel. I think they're going to be the more motivated team heading into this ballgame, Scotty. Yeah, I don't think so. I, I like Clemson. I, I think they're the one. Not necessarily motivated. I, I think that Dabo's playing with house money. I think he's – they've gotten to the point where they're just enjoying the season. You know, beginning of the year, they had championship aspirations. Wrongly so, but they did. People thought the, you know, the ukulele kid was going to step right in and be no big deal, Trevor Lawrence Jr., and obviously that was not the case. And I think it took them a little while to make them realize, okay, this is not going to be a championship team. But then they came to that resolution. They ripped off five straight wins to close out the year. They were actually scoring points. The competition dropped a little bit, but they scored 30 points in their last five games. So, And that was their big bug, uh, bugaboo early on. They couldn't score at all, right? So I, I just think they headed to this bowl game for the first time in how many years? No pressure, no national championship on the line. Just, eh, let's just go play some football. You know what, guys? We, we finished out the regular season on a nice run. Let's end the season. It's been a total, total disappointment for Iowa State, on the other hand. They've never gotten out of the funk of not being able to live up to the preseason hype and I, I just don't see why they would all of a sudden do it now so I, I like Clemson a lot in the game yeah now we see a little movement in terms of the total this line basically was 44 and a half 45 it ticked down to 44 about a day ago it's back up to like 44 and a half I sort of like this over and I think that if you're Clemson right now they still had a one-dimensional offense, right? And just to yeah. your point in terms of, obviously, big picture. DJU hasn't done it. The backup quarterback transferred. You have younger players on the, on that roster that, obviously, if Dabo's going to be there next year, you want to develop. You got to say that Dabo's a little bit like Nick in the sense of you got to – it's probably burning them that they have three losses on the year. So, to develop that talent, to get a head start on 2022, especially at the quarterback position this is an opportunity to do it open up the offense try things that you haven't done before I mean as much as you want the victory this is also an opportunity to gain gain experience for the younger players so why not open it up so I actually like even though I like Iowa State in this ballgame I like the over more because you have a veteran quarterback in Brock Purdy on the other side again hasn't lived up to ex expectations to your point they played down this year Matt Campbell is still a good coach you have Charles 
Charlie Kohler, Xavier Hutchinson that will be in this lineup. And they can move the football through the air. So even though Brees Hall is not there, this is still a veteran offense that can look to attack Clemson over the top. So I think 44 and a half is light and live in this ballgame. Yeah, I think uh, Iowa State's defense is living more on reputation than anything else. I don't got a good feel of the over-under, but I tend to go with overs whenever in doubt. You know, and 45 points is not a lot of points. You're right. And like I said, Clemson did put 30 up on the board their last five games. You know, against some pretty bad defenses, but still, they did do that. So they're capable maybe of doing the same or close to it anyway against Iowa State. So, you know, 27-20, you get some flea flickers, you get some reverses, you get goofy things, you get teams going for it on fourth down their own territory in these bowl games. So, it wouldn't shock me if this was a uh, 27-20 type of game. But Clemson to yeah, me is now, the main, uh, main play. Now, movement coming in and money coming in on Maryland. They went from three and a half now up to four and a half with about an hour to kick in, in Yankee Stadium. They're betting the over as well. Very balmy 50 degrees here in the East Coast, New York, New Jersey area. So people are banging the, the over. Went up a point. I like the under 55 and a half, but I'm going to take the, the house money with Vatek, even though I don't love it. I'm going to back the Hokies here. I can't back Maryland. They cost me a ton of money this year. So I'm taking the Hokies early on, first kick of the day. Yeah. You know, I tell you, Maryland Joe really is not that good. You know, when you look at who they played and what they've done, I mean, not that Virginia Tech is great either, but, you know, they needed to win against Rutgers to close out the regular season to become bowl eligible. They, otherwise, they would have lost three in a row. So, in essence, they did lose, you know, three or four. They lost six of their last eight games. I mean, think about that. They started out 4 0, and they lost six of eight. And mm-hmm. now they're a solid four-point favorite. It, it, this is a tough game. Uh, I don't have a great read on it. I, but I do generally stay away from teams like Virginia Tech that fired their head coach. Assistant coaches are all over the place. Uh, I, I know they hired a new guy, but he, that's, you know, players are all transferring out. That's a bad spot to put American money on. So, you know, uh, gun to the head, I would grab Maryland even late. I don't know how high it would go, but I do think they find a way to win. Their coach is there and everything, and it's a more stable program. I'll, I'll go with the stability of Maryland, as crazy as that sounds, versus the uh, instability of, of Virginia Tech. I just want, you know, I really wonder about these assistant coaches more than it. Not so much the head coach. It, it's the assistant coaches, Joe, because these are the guys that put the game plans together. These are the guys that are doing all the work, and, and they're all looking for jobs. They, they don't, yeah. you, they can't anticipate them having a job with the new head coach coming in, right? I mean, so no. you think they're worried about a dopey six and six Maryland team in a bowl game? No, and the, and the one thing, if you're JT Price, that Va Tech defense hasn't really stepped up this year, right? I mean, that's the biggest thing. Right. And you have a defensive-minded coach who would probably coming over for uh, Penn State, right? So obviously, you have a defensive-minded coach. He wants his guy in there. Is he going to want to keep a, 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 a play a, a head coach or a, an assistant coach in JT Price on staff? Probably not, especially if he's part of Fuentes staff. And right. and you know what has Virginia Tech shown? Now they did get the the victory over arch rival Virginia, so he bounced back in a way. This would be maybe uh, Price's coming out party in the sense of getting another job with another program if he could keep the team focused and they potentially win this ball game in dominating fashion maybe hey you know you could throw your hat into the ring to be a d coordinator or another another job uh, on a potential power five program so we'll see how it plays out when scott and i come back we'll talk oregon oklahoma also get you prepped for south carolina and north carolina keep it where it is SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. 
Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to College Football Full Circle with Mike Carver and Joe Lisi. Ripping through the action for today. We got through two of the bowls, Joe Lisi and Scott Wetzel, like I mentioned. If you want Carver, 4 o'clock, Scott Farrell, coast to coast. He's filling in. I'll be on there uh, at around 4.40 Eastern time. We'll be breaking down the action. Uh, looking for any type of line movement in, in terms of the other games. Still trying to get a read on on the Clemson situation. That line went from 2.5 down to, to 1 in favor of the Clemson Tigers right now. Money coming in on Iowa State. Nothing that I could see in terms of the line movement. Maybe just short money. The Sharps are on Iowa State with me. I'm actually on the Sharp side, maybe, uh, for a change in terms of this matchup. But, Scott, I did want to just bring up J.C. Price, the defensive line coach for Virginia Tech, because he was on that 1995 team that beat up on Texas in terms of the bowl matchup with Frank Beamer. So that's another reason. And Justin Hamilton was the defensive coordinator for the Hokies. But... But Price, I think, in, in terms of that, being a former player, understanding what the win, the bowl win means to the program is alma mater, I think, I think that that will keep them focused. At least they're going to give it a gutty effort. So if we're looking at this matchup, I, I, that will buy me into to taking Virginia Tech plus the four and a half now in this ballgame. The late night game, Scott, and I know we're on different sides of this. Everybody and their mother is on. Oh, uh, Oklahoma here with Bob Stoops. And I'm on the other side with Anthony Brown, old man Anthony Brown and the Oregon Ducks. If you're going to make a statement, Pac-12, now's the time. Step up. I'm taking Oregon plus the touchdown in this matchup. Might also sprinkle a little on the money line. I don't see it. <clears throat> Why? You know, they lose two of their last three. They get embarrassed by Utah game number one. They follow that up with a close win over rival Oregon State, okay. But then they have a chance for redemption against Utah, and they lay another egg, an even bigger right. egg than the first time around, basically. I, I don't see how new head coach, new quarterback, uh, new everything. I don't, I don't know what would prompt Oregon all of a sudden to start playing good football against a you know quality Oklahoma team that, with Bob Stoops, you know he's not coming back out of retirement, even for just this one game to kind of screw around. I'm thinking he's going to have these guys play this thing a little seriously. And the fact that Rattler's no longer around might calm Caleb Williams down a little bit. I, this has got to me an Oklahoma double-digit win written all over it. Yeah, I think the fact that they lost the Pac-12 championship and got abused and heard everyone call them out, you might get a gutty effort out of Oregon. Now, I understand Pittman transferred, Thibodeau's not playing, Mario Cristobal out. But you still have some key components on the on the offensive side of the ball. And, the, and we talked about Anthony Brown. And we talked about his performance in the Pac-12 championship game. And on the flip side, we have Caleb, Caleb Williams. That's still a raw quarterback, a freshman. You have no Lincoln Riley there. So the tutelage in terms of the quarterback position, even though it's Bob Stoops, I mean, let's go back. And even in Bob Stoops' best days, never had elite quarterbacks. Did have Jason White, won a, uh, obviously, and Sam Bradford won oh, Heisman Bradford, trophies yeah. there. But at the end of the day, it's still a lot different to just walk off the street and say, yeah, I used to coach this team. Look at Bob Stoops back in the XFL. He looked at, like a deer in the headlights. And not only that, but you had five assistant coaches that will not be there for this ball game, including defensive coordinator Alex Grinch that moved with Lincoln Riley to USC. That's a tall order. I mean, if it was a veteran quarterback outside of Caleb Williams, I'd say maybe. But you have no Rattler there. It's, it's the freshman boomer bust, feast or famine. So that's why I, be, I, that's why I like Oregon here in this spot. Granted, the Pac-12 hasn't stepped up, but I'm willing to pull the trigger as long as, as long as Anthony Brown's playing and as long as Travis dies in that lineup, I'll take my chances with Oregon in this ballgame. 
Uh, I like the under more than anything else, though. Do you? Uh, well, now that Oklahoma's line is seven, you know, I, I loved Oklahoma even more when it was four, obviously, but laying seven. Well, oh, yeah, the under. How are they getting to 64 points? I mean, Oklahoma's offense has been, you know, disappointing, we'll say. I, I know they have some performances where they put 50 on the board, but, you know, overall, this is not the same Oklahoma offense. We know that. You just mentioned all those coaching changes. Now you got Oregon that doesn't know if they're coming or going. Anthony Brown, he stinks. You know, people latched <laughs> on to him at the beginning of the year. But right. otherwise, he's been he's been awful. The Pac-12 has been awful. I don't see – you. 64 points, you need both teams to come and play. Chances are one of these two teams with both head coaches stabs it up in peril here. One of these two is not going to show up. 40 to 10 – 37-13 maybe, but I don't think you're getting 64 points. I, I This, to me, is one of the better plays of the day. All right, we'll see how that plays out. Let's turn our turn the page and turn our attention to the battle in North Carolina. We have North Carolina that opened up with Sam Howell as a seven-point favorite. A ton of money coming in on the Tar Heels, up to nine and a half on FanDuel. South Carolina back in the bowl, bowl game and the bowl season with Shane Beamer, first-year head coach. Total is 58 Minus 110 either way. SEC is 0-4. I potentially liked North Carolina early. But you know what? Did the offensive line issues for North Carolina concern me? I'm going to take the SEC in this spot. The fact that they haven't won right here, they don't have to win. Interstate battle. Give me the Gamecocks to cover this 9.5 point number. Yeah, I like South Carolina too. I mean, that's a big number, right? I mean... North Carolina season, major disappointment from what they were thinking they were going to get. South Carolina kind of picked it up a little bit second half of the year. They're not great. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, you want to give me almost 10 points in, in a rivalry game. These two teams don't play. I, I saw where they signed a home-and-home home series that's going to start in 2028. But otherwise, they played like, I think it's three times, Joe. This will either be the fourth or third time only in the last 30 years that these teams have played. They, they stopped playing when you know, South Carolina many moons ago left the ACC. So um, I, I think South Carolina, you want to give me uh, nearly 10 points. It's kind of my philosophy with Missouri and Army in that, yeah, I didn't necessarily think Army uh, or Missouri was any good. I don't necessarily think South Carolina is any good, but you want to give me nearly 10 points more than a touchdown in an SEC team versus an ACC team in this case, I'll take it every day. All right, well, uh, well, yeah, I see that as well. I mean, if you want to take a shot, plus 260 on the money line, I mean, you got to figure they're going to be live. I mean, they're going to be motivated to play their, their interstate rival. These kids probably went to high school together, rivalries, uh, state championships. You never know in terms of that situation. So you're going to get a gutty effort. First-year head coach, too, and Shane Beamer going up yep. against the old man and Mac Brown. So you never know how that game plays out. Total is 58. I lean to the under because I worry about South Carolina's ability to, to throw the football. That was the problem with Jason Brown at the end of the year. They struggled, made more short to intermediate throws. you got to think that South Carolina wants to keep Sam Howell on that explosive offense on the sideline, so I lean to the under. Battle in the Music Here, City Let me just add this. I'll throw this in there real quickly. The only thing that would concern me is that if Mac Brown told his kids this is his last game, that he Do they love retiring. him that much? Do they love well, the old man that yeah, much? Yeah, I think you they think? would try and win one for the Gipper. You yeah. Win one I, I for the Gipper? So. You think so? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, does it, well, it all depends. I think it depends on the sense of if, I think if Sam Howell says, you know what, Mac Brown really, he recruited me. He's the guy that really, you know, coached me up. Yeah, you know, the leader of the offense. But if Sam Howell's sitting there and saying, you know what, you killed my draft status. This is, you know, we were supposed to be the one hell of the out. best teams. In the, get the hell out. You know, I'm going to throw it. Dud. That's Good. the problem. I mean, obviously, at the end of the day, Phil Longo and Jay Bateman, the, the offensive defensive coordinators, are going to be critical and crucial whether they cover this line or not. Can they keep the kids motivated? You think he's going to say he's on the way out? It's his last game? Yeah, uh, I could see that. I right, can see maybe. that. Why is the line jumping up like it is? You know, I mean, maybe, maybe word is leaked to someone over at FanDuel or the boys in Vegas. We don't know it yet. But, I I mean, listen, how old is he? He's got to be 70 years old at this point, right? And, you know, he had his I two thought, quarterbacks. I mean, right. you know, he, he has gotten it done. You know, he did a nice job turning the program around. His, uh, but it hasn't gotten over the hump, obviously. So how long I, is he going to continue to do this? I don't know. But as you like to say, he's as old as dirt. So yeah. we'll we'll see. <laughs> 
We'll see. Let's talk about two young guys, Jeff Brom and Josh Heifel. Obviously, big battle in the Music City Bowl in Nashville. We have Hendon Hooker and the Tennessee Volunteers opened up as a four, four and a half point favorite on FanDuel. It's ballooned up to six and a half now, minus 105. Total is 65 at minus 110. Either way, when this line came out, when they first established this, this total was 58. I said I loved it. Boop, jumped up to 60. Boop. 62 and then now I mean for much of the month it's been 64 and a half now we see a little more I gotta be honest with you music city bowl it's gonna look great on the screen both of these teams I think will be motivated you have passing offenses with hooker one of the most efficient college quarterbacks 24 touchdowns on the year you have Aiden O'Connell Averaging in this offense for Purdue, well over 330 yards per game. I lean to the Boilermakers, but love the over 65 in this ballgame, Scotty. This could be my quintessential four-star total (laughs) of the bowl season. Love the over in the Music City Bowl, even though it's jumped seven points. As opposed to your five star yesterday, so you're yes. not doubling down. You know, you go back the other way. Right? No, because I have one more total, thing. one more total that I have to bang out, and it's not coming up yet. So that's all right. right. I like Purdue in the points. Uh, they are terrific as underdogs, lousy as favorites. It's been that way for a couple of years now. Underdogs, eighteen and eight against the spread in Purdue games, and that's mostly with Purdue covering the spread and their inability to uh, cover the spread when when favorites. Uh, Jeff Brown head coach uh 23 and 11 against the spread in his coaching career as an underdog um 11 and 0 coming off a loss which i think purdue is so uh love purdue getting the four and a half five and a half whatever ends up to settle it in uh and over under it's a lot of points I, I guess i would side with the over as well but that is a big big number but I definitely like purdue with the points last time purdue played in the music city bowl they got abused by gus mazan and auburn 63 to 14 expect a better effort than that performance a couple of years ago we'll come back talk college football playoff coming up next sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest but let me play devil's advocate here let's see so no that's a good thing uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem uh, Reese's you did it you stumped this charming devil listening to your favorite podcast that's smart earning your degree online from southern new hampshire university that's really smart with 24 7 access to coursework no set class times and dedicated student support you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to College Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Mike Carver. Back on College Football Full Circle, I'm ready to call the play Comanche for Scott Wetzel. We've been going through the list of all the action, getting you prepped and ready right up to the college football playoff. FanDuel snuck one in there. They have the college football playoff game of Georgia and Michigan sandwiched right between Purdue and Tennessee and Pittsburgh and Michigan State. So that's a little out of whack. We'll get to the Georgia-Michigan game, obviously, Bama and Cincinnati in a couple minutes. Did want to recap, though, Pittsburgh-Michigan State. Line opened up, obviously, when Kenny Pickett was playing. Pitt was the favorite. Now they're the dog. No Kenneth Walker for the Spartans in this ballgame. But Peyton Thorne will play. Sparty's 2.5, minus 115. Total dropped from 60.5 down to 56. Backup quarterbacks for uh, Pittsburgh combined. 19 total passes, Scotty. 
and I know people are going to back Pittsburgh. I can't do it. I can't stand Narduzzi. Uh, you know, I, I really can't. 56, the total. I still lean to the under here because the game plan for Pittsburgh, I mean, with inexperience at the quarterback position, they're, they now have Keaton Slovis coming into town. They still want to showcase what they have, but Mark Whipple's not there either. And if you're sporty, you still want to ground and pound with Mel Tucker. So I'm going to lean Michigan State, but I'm going to still take the under 56 in this ballgame. Yeah, I agree. You know, Michigan State would probably have to put 40 on the board in order for this game to go over, I would think, Joe. I mean, it, listen, the game can, uh, game plan can be pass or run or punt on first down for Pittsburgh. <laughs> I mean, you have a quarterback that's thrown the football less than 20 times, they're in a lot of trouble, you know, no matter what game plan they have. So I'm thinking they're going to ask the defense to really, really step up. Don't know if they can, but without Walker playing, it's too bad. This was going to be one of my favorite bowl games. Two bowl games. I was really looking forward to Clemson playing and then Iowa State playing, but as it turned out, they're playing each other, which kind of wipes out that bet because I was going to bet both those teams. And then the, the other bowl game that uh, I was really looking forward to watching was this one. I figured the battle of the run with Walker, battle of the throw, uh, you know, uh, with, with Pittsburgh. And as it turned out, the main guys are, are both opting out of the game. So it's, it's a real letdown for me. But I I think the uh, the uh, Panthers are going to have a harder time, you know, replacing a star quarterback than Michigan State will have replacing a star running back. Uh, totally like it or agree. not, running backs are like a dime a dozen. They just are. Some guys are a little bit better, obviously, but the, you know, they can replace those guys. So I think you're better suited with Michigan State here and in the other yeah, two. Totally agree. Now, a game I do like on Thursday, and this is the late one. And there's COVID issues on both sides, so before you, you place down a bet, take a look. But this Arizona State team, I left them at seven. Now it's down to six here. We talked about the Pac-12. They're playing whiskey. I'm not sold on Graham Mertz. I don't love Jaden Daniels either, but he still was one of the better quarterbacks heading into the year in terms of the Pac-12. Didn't live up to expectations. Ten touchdowns, nine interceptions. Herm Edwards, again, Tell me the difference between Herm Edwards taking over Arizona State and what Todd Graham had, uh, his predecessor, because I haven't seen it. You know, he was supposed to lead this team and this this program to the next level. You're playing in a mid-tier bowl game. I mean, give me a break. I mean, you're middle of the road. I mean, outside of tacking on 70 against Arizona uh, last year in the rivalry game, that's your claim to fame and maybe knocking off uh, Mario Cristobal in Oregon a couple of years ago when they had a shot at the college football playoff. But I'm going to back Arizona State here. I just can't stand Paul Christ. I think he's a one-dimensional coach. I, I think, yes, he can win games when they have the bigger, more physical offensive defensive lines, which they have here. But I still think the better quarterback is Jane Daniels. I'm going to take Arizona State plus the six. I'm also going to take them outright plus the 190. I'm not sold on whiskey down in this spot. Yeah, I've given you the Wisconsin numbers before, though. 17-5 and five straight up, 16-6 and six against the spread as road favorites. Not all, obviously, under Chris, but still, they've shown they've gotten the job done. But that's basically Big Ten play. A little different for a bowl game. I like Arizona State, too. They're one of those teams like Oregon State, uh, like Purdue. They're better as dogs than they are as favorites. Some teams just can't. They just can't deal with being the favorite in football games, but they thrive on being the underdog, us against the world. And I think Arizona State's one of those. That's a solid number, too, Joe. For an offense like Wisconsin that couldn't score, uh, you know, with a $20 bill at a cheap brothel house, that, that's asking a lot. I, I think Arizona State can hang with them, and I think uh, I agree. I think they can yeah. win the game outright. Um, so there's over under is a little low, forty one and a half. I you know I don't yeah, know, if I I don't know about that though. That, that, I yeah, know. That's a little too low, I think. For I me. know, but both coaches are very conservative. Even Herm with yeah. the, he's got a good quarterback. They failed. They love to run the football with Rashad White and and Nagata, the backup. I mean, they are basically they mirror each other in the sense of they have a run first mentality. As the running game goes, so does the play action passing game. And and if all things are equal, if you're asking me, gun to my head if I had a pick am I taking Graham Mertz or am I taking uh Jaden Daniels Jaden Daniels in a heartbeat he's more yeah. mobile as well and, and from what I saw Graham Mertz you can't basically cover against the army uh, defense in that matchup he struggled mightily in that ball game as a 13 point favorite 
you're nothing to me. So I can't back whiskey in that spot. Scott and I both like the points with Arizona State. I lean to the under as well, but you never know. I might bang the over if it gets under uh, 39.5, 38-in-game in that matchup. Some bowl will be played, thankfully, due to Jim McElwain in Central Michigan. They backed out of the Arizona Bowl after Boise State could not make the trip due to COVID issues. Now we have Wash State that was basically an underdog against Miami, laying a full touchdown, minus 115, Scotty. Under and over is 57.5. I lean Central Michigan because of their ability to run the football with their quarterback Richardson. Uh, Pimpleton's a legit wide receiver, but I love the over. Blind bet on the over whenever it's the Sun Bowl, even though there's rain in the forecast. Yeah, but still, you know, Washington, you know, Central Michigan's not stopping anybody out of the MAC. Now they have an upgrade. You know, Washington State is capable, right, of putting 40 on the board. I I, I would think they would. Uh, Central Michigan's just so giddy about, you know, they're getting a $4 million paycheck versus a $175,000 paycheck. So uh, we'll find out how much, you know, game planning and film watching really is is, uh, needed in order to win football games because I I doubt very much that Washington State or Central Michigan has done that much. I, I imagine some. But it's not like they've been practicing, you know, uh, two weeks leading to a bowl game for for Washington State or, C- or Central Michigan, for that matter. So that tends to be make me think that uh, you'll get points. I, I'd be curious to see, Joe, these replacement games slash teams. I bet more go over than under just because of that. There's just not enough time to game plan, so let's just do what we do. And the defenses, to me, are going to be behind the eight ball a lot more than the offenses will be. Uh, great point. I mean, if you're Washington State, you, you basically prepared for two, three weeks for Tyler Van Dyke and uh, Taylor Van Dyke and, uh, and Miami, a passing offense, and now you have a ground and pound, a more methodical ball control type of attack with the Chippewas. So we'll see how that plays out uh, in in a few days uh, in that matchup. Let's look at the two playoff games. Uh, we have Cincinnati. We have Alabama. We talked about Cincinnati uh, basically being a two-touchdown underdog, stepped up against Georgia in the bowl game last year, didn't win but got – the cover of this total is 59 and a half. Bama dealing with Bill O'Brien, their offensive coordinator. Some staff members did have COVID. All players and all systems go for this matchup as of right now. He's back coaching Bill O'Brien. Bama wins, Scott, but I'm going to take the house money here with the 13 and a half with Cincinnati. I think somehow, some way, Des Ritter and the crew can keep it within the number. Total now down to 57 on FanDuel. Think it's an under if you're back in Cincinnati under the total of 57. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I think Alabama will find a way to win. But, you know, the thought that the Cincinnati is like a, so inferior that they're going to be a 14, almost a two-touchdown underdog, I, I, you know what? I just don't see it, Joe. I, I, I don't. That um, they hung tough against, albeit probably an unmotivated Georgia team last year. Agree that, but still they weren't blown off the field. They ended up losing, but they could have won the game. Um, you know, they beat in Houston, and Houston just beat Auburn. So again, another example of how it's maybe not one sided as people want to make it out to be. Central Florida in the same conference, you know, just knocked off Florida. Not a great team, but again, another example of how the AAC can't compete with these uh, SEC teams. So I, I just don't think Alabama this year is that Alabama great great monster uh, like we've seen the last couple of years they got some flaws they you know they, they escaped a couple of games they lost the game uh, against Texas A&M so I, I really I would be more surprised honestly if Cincinnati was blown out versus if Cincinnati played a really close game uh, well, here's the thing. If you're back in Cincinnati, you need the, the rushing game with Jerome Ford and that offensive line to be effective because that's the one thing that Alabama does better than anybody is that they dictate the tempo. They're able to jump up and put the pressure on your offense to match you score for score. Now, they fell behind Georgia. It didn't matter because they knew they had more horses and, and the better speed advantage on the perimeter. Georgia was still a little bit raw with Stetson Bennett, George Pickens, Jermaine Burton, that passing attack didn't carry Georgia the way it did Alabama and Bryce Young. So they feel confident, hey, we're trailing from behind. It's okay. We know we have the more explosive offense. But if you're Jerome Ford, you're Cincinnati, you need the running game in this ballgame. You need to neutralize and, and keep Bryce Young on the sidelines. If they can't run early, 
it's going to be over because then the then that will put the pressure on Des Ritter. That'll put the pressure on Cincinnati. That will make them one-dimensional, and that feeds right into what Nick Saban and that defensive scheme like to do. So that'll be that'll be really uh, the test early on. I'll be I'm going to be intrigued to see how that plays out because you look at the ball game that the one tough matchup that they had. Cincinnati jumped up 17 to nothing with three turnovers against the Fighting Irish in South Bend. If they can do that, obviously, they're going to be in this matchup. Yeah. You just wonder if, if the uh, the atmosphere, being in a Final Four, preparation-wise for this versus other games for Cincinnati is going to be too overwhelming. I don't think so. I, I, I really I don't think so. Uh, they don't necessarily have that chip on the shoulder like they had last year because they thought they got screwed last year. Um, you know, now, now they've been rewarded. Uh, so, I, I, you know, that's a, a loss in, in my book for them emotionally. But like I said, I think they find a way to cover the spread. Uh, right. I don't know if they win outright. I'm holding on to a Cincinnati 75 to one ticket to win it all. I'll probably hedge a little bit on this one. But uh, we're, we're keeping our fingers crossed. But I think it'll be a close game. I'd, like I said, I'd be surprised. Maybe Alabama ends up covering, you know, 30 to 10. But I, I think it'll be a close game fourth quarter. Yep, I think so, too, especially early on. I think people will be like, hey, Cincinnati does deserve to be here. So we'll see yeah. how that game plays out uh, against the Crimson Tide. The late matchup is Georgia laying seven and a half. It was actually a nine, eight and a half point number for an earlier part of the month on FanDuel. It's down to seven and a half. A lot of Michigan money coming in. Georgia's minus 105. Total set at 45 and a hook. Juice to the under at minus 115. I said Louisville and Georgia were my two best favorites of, of the bowl season. I'm not backing down now. This is my five star. Back it up. <laughs> Double down. College football playoff platinum level. Platinum Platinum level. level. (laughs) Only for, you know, 500,000 net worth and above. Georgia, I think, does make a statement and control the tempo, control the line of scrimmage. They run it. They make Cade McNamara, J.J. McCarthy, one-dimensional. Georgia by double digits over Michigan. I think Michigan wins outright. (laughs) How about that? I'll take the points. I'll take the extra hook. Georgia's beating nobody. SEC's flopping this bowl season, showing that they're really not that good. Give me the Wolverines and Jimmy Harbaugh. All right, we'll see how that plays out. We'll get dive a little bit deeper into Georgia-Michigan. Wrap it up coming up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to College Football Full Circle with Joe Lisi and Mike Carver. Wrapping up today's show, Joe Lisi and Scott Wetzel. If you want to listen to Carver, it'll be on Pharrell Coast to Coast 4 to 6 today. I'll be on there around the 440 hour. You can check it out. We'll be breaking down the bowl picks as well. Scott and I left off talking about Georgia and Michigan. I still think Georgia is is way too 
uh, dominant in the in the trenches. I think that this is where the game is won. It, it, listen, at the end of the day, Scott, I think that in order for Michigan to to win this ball game, they're going to have to challenge Georgia over the top. I don't know if they're going to be able to run the football as easy as they did against Ohio State. That's the difference to me. And I'm, I'm not a, a buyer of Cade McNamara. I know he stepped up in some critical spots this year, got the win over Penn State, got the win uh, later down the stretch against Ohio State as well. But I think Georgia is going to put the ball game on his shoulders and say, let's go, kid, try and beat us over the top. And I think that that's where Georgia has the advantage in this ballgame. Yeah, I, I think they can win a low-scoring game. I think they can win without McNamara having a good game, Joe. That's the thing. You know, getting into a ground and pound, and, uh, you know, the Michigan defense is going to have to win this thing like uh, it's done so many times. I don't expect a shootout by any stretch, but we've seen the Georgia offense struggle. So I, I could see this one being in that 13-10, 17-13 type of vein, and, and uh, you don't need McNamara to throw the football. I, I don't think they're going to go against that. I, I think uh, they're content and confident, I should say in their defense to if we got a punt after three straight runs we'll, we'll punt the football so i think michigan finds a way to win like i said like 17 13 you know 14 10 in, in that range i think it's gonna be a very low this. scoring game when they established this line were you shocked that georgia after that disappointing performance against alabama was such a heavy favorite over the big 10 champ in, in that spot uh, a little bit, yeah, especially after Michigan uh, beat up Iowa so uh, so easily and Georgia lost. Combined the two, yeah, I thought it would be closer to like four or five versus seven, seven and a half. Yeah. Scott and I will be getting you covered for college football today, this Saturday, with all the Saturday matchups, talking about the college football playoff games as well. So we'll see you on Saturday. Have a great day, everyone. Enjoy the new year. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application.